This is Leslie. And this is Liam. And we're trading money stress for real happiness. You are listening to Seeds, a 15-minute debrief on young people's common money challenges. Every episode will bring someone able to plant foundational seeds on how to grow our wealth and unlock our ideal lifestyles. We're so, so glad you're here. Welcome. And today I have the absolute pleasure of introducing a dear friend of mine from Duke, Abrea Lewis based in Atlanta, Georgia, and we're so excited to bring our Brea on as she just mentioned to Liam and I, I feel like I'm a closet space. And such <laughs> <laughs> a great explanation for how so many of us feel, but the difference with our Brea is she's actually doing something about it. She's not only, you know, employed, contributing to retirement, and also pursuing graduate school after being an undergrad, but on top of that, really taking over her financial situation. So we're so awesome. excited to have her. Our Brea, we wanted to ask you I'm so excited to be here. Yeah, yeah, you are great. You know, we're focused on planting the CD to help trade that money stretch for real happiness. What does happiness mean to you? How are you using finance to get there? Yeah, so happiness for me is a spiritual journey. It's knowing that, one, I have somewhere or a path that I want it to go, um, something that I want it to do, or a path that I'm actively following that God um, has for me. Um, so it's, it's extremely spiritual. Um, and that's, those feelings come from knowing that I'm not having to follow a specific structured path. I'm like loosey goosey. I created my own major, um, in undergrad, um, uh, because I didn't want to follow any specific path. And, um, as far as having a career and making an impact, I want to make sure that I'm doing so, one, in a way that I'm comfortable with um, in my spirit and also in a way that helps others. And what's the one way you can do, like, what you want to do, like, create and build something? You need money. (laughs) So I have to work really hard, uh, save the money, and maintain my finances in a way that I can build and the organization that I want to build. Basically, it's a, a health communications consulting um, idea that I have, um, and I need money to start it. So yeah. that money is that finances are the security um, towards backing up the dreams that I have. It Saving money, like, helps maintain my finances, and it helps keep my dreams afloat. Yeah. Uh, I love how you started off so um really deep into what moved you spiritually, what motivates you to get up in the morning, and kind of backtracking to realize, okay, how can I make that impact? It's by really having all these systems in place to make you successful, but also to make your community successful and to do what you're made to do. Arbrea, that's honestly so beautiful. And I'm, I'm really glad you're here today, uh, particularly as, you know, a lot of listeners are submitting in questions to the podcast, and one caught my eye that I wanted to get your take on. This listener said that they keep seeing and hearing about the idea of paying yourself first, but they have no idea what this really means in practice. They ask, does this mean I should pay my bills first or last? Where do credit cards and student loan payments fit in? Does this include building savings or investing for retirement? I'm still 
really lost overall and would love to hear how others are paying themselves first. Our brand, I feel like you have at least, you know, on the outside of things, really started to master what it means to mm-hmm. bring your purpose in life to paying yourself first financially. But what's your first thought for this listener? What do you advise them to, to start thinking for themselves? Yeah, so the first thing that you want to do whenever you think about your finances is itemize what you're spending. Um because you may feel like, I don't have any money to pay myself. Like, what does that even mean? Like, I can't even buy myself a cheeseburger. But <laughs> but if you look and see exactly how much you're spending every month or every year, um, maybe download an app. So I have Mint, um, which is really good for itemizing um, all of my, my spending. Um, I also have an app for each one of the credit cards and each one of the bank accounts or savings accounts that I have. Um, mm-hmm. And I check that. Like, I know my finances, like the back of my hand. Um, and I would suggest everyone maintain a readable expense report of, like, what they're actually spending so that you can know mm-hmm. how much you can have left over and how much you do actually have left over um, and try to get those things to align. So mm-hmm. once you reach yeah. that alignment, then you start figuring out where am I going to pay myself first. So there's different options. One, you can pay yourself back through um, – you should have life insurance. So whenever I spoke about the things that motivate me, that includes having a legacy. Um, And so I want to create some sort of security for if something was to happen to me, I'll I'll have something to pass down to my family um, to support um, all the things that I expect that I would support if I was living. Mm -hmm. So having life insurance is one way to pay yourself back. And that can be as cheap as $10, $20 a month. Um, mm-hmm. I think mine is like eleven dollars mm-hmm. for a term life insurance policy. Whenever you're young and healthy, life insurance really doesn't cost much. It's like buying Netflix. Yeah, um, and it's so interesting that you bring up life insurance. I think this might be the first time on the pod where we're actually bringing life insurance into the mix. Inception there. Yeah, <laughs> life insurance debut on the pod. Seriously. Mm-hmm. money 
as an afterthought after establishing these goals. And then think about what kind of savings with each paycheck you're going to need to allocate towards these different goals for you. Maybe it's that couple bucks a month towards life insurance. And then, um, oh, also I can read this amount to my 401k so I have this net worth by a certain age. You, you kind of start to calculate those types of things out. Mm-hmm. And that's where you're putting your money first. And then after you calculate how much of your money is going towards those different things, you then understand how much spending money you'll have. And that really emphasizes the importance our brand mentioned of knowing her finances back of her hand. What does she spend money on? I love that. Yeah, because, I mean, that, mm-hmm. that'll be determined by how much you pay yourself first and what that means yeah. to you. Maybe it means saving for a goal like a, like a ring in a few years or a house in a few years mm-hmm. uh, or whatever that yeah. goal is. Yeah. Yeah. And, and now, and it, like you said, it depends on what exactly you're saving for. I'm sorry, Leslie, I cut you off. Um, oh, you're good. But ultimately, oh, it depends on. Ultimately, it depends on what you're saving for. So um, that life insurance is definitely for the legacy, and then there's other methods or modalities through which you can put your money. Um, but life insurance is also just so extremely cheap; it can just be something that's added right on. Even if you feel like you don't have that much money, it, it doesn't cost that much to uh, secure financial future for, for the people that you could could leave behind or will leave behind one day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's such a valid point here. And like we have said, I mean, there's there's a lot, lot of thought around life insurance in general. So but helpful that for a lot of people, young people like me, transparently, also like you are as well. Life insurance is part of that plan right now. Um, definitely, something as you're kind of reviewing your own financial situation, you can think about um, for yourself as a person, right? It's something that I, I feel really strongly about mm-hmm. adding to paying myself first. Um, mm-hmm. I'm also curious that way because you are also pursuing multiple uh, or additional degree after your bachelor's degree. Um, how does that fit in for you when it comes to kind of paying yourself first? Where, where does that fit into the mix? Yes, girl. Now, let me tell you about this. <laughs> um, yeah. So, grad school is so expensive. School in general is so expensive. I was just reading a report, like, uh, millennials or younger people coming up, like, not really millennials anymore, but people are not mm-hmm. finding the value as much in college education, mostly due to the rising cost of obtaining a college education. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I worked really hard in undergrad and um, – was able to graduate debt-free from undergrad, but this um, now that I'm in grad school, I had to take out a few or take out a loan. Um, mm-hmm. And the the way that I'm managing this loan, one, I ensured that I applied for as many scholarships as I reasonably could without losing my mind. Um, mm-hmm. And I got some of that debt or some of the possible debt that I could have accrued, it was lowered. Once I got some scholarships, um, found some additional funding, I still worked through through grad school um, part-time um, because mm-hmm. I am a full-time student. But for as for these student loans, 
paying off the interest is critical mm-hmm. to having lower payments or actually paying less back whenever you're out of deferment six months after graduation. So I had to do a deep dive into figuring out exactly what the what my one interest rate would be. Um, so I have a federal loan, so it's a fixed interest rate. Um, mm-hmm. And um, that's something that I don't really have to worry about that much until after graduation. But paying off any debt as quickly as you can um, is another way in which you're paying yourself back because this education is built on the money that I had to put into it. Right. Um, right. So paying off the paying off the interest so that I can get a job that will help me actually pay off the loan is the mm-hmm. ultimate goal there. Um, and doing that even while I'm working. Um, and if you pay it month by month, it doesn't seem as much as if you make it all the way to the end and you realize, oh, sh- oh shoot, I've got like a $1,000 interest. And right. if you would have paid it uh, seven months ago, you would have just had like a $200 interest bill. Um, mm-hmm. So paying off yeah. interest while you're in grad school or while you're in school is going to help after um, you graduate. Yeah, I think really good call out. Uh, I feel like we've really planted the seed on this topic of paying yourself first. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I want to make sure that our listeners know how this seed could grow and blossom and inspire his own wealth journey, grow into a plant. So do we have actionable takeaways um, uh, to help these seeds become plants here? Man, I feel like yeah. our greatest – yeah, Ray, I would love to hear your first minute. I'll go for it. Oh, shoot. Did I cut you off? <laughs> no, you're good. You're um, good. Go for so, it. Yeah, I would suggest, one, having a spreadsheet. Um, I love a good spreadsheet. Or write down, one, if you have credit card bills, um, write down which ones you have, what the bills are, what the minimum payments are, and then month by month, pay those off. Also learning to contribute to um, retirement accounts if your company has any, because um, you know that, that that could potentially pay off in the long run. Um, and... Looking into um, any type of company-sponsored or school-sponsored repayment plans um, for your education or uh, educational loans. Um, it, it just takes a bit of research and some some footwork on everyone's back end to actually know what their individual finances look like and which place is going to be most effective for them to put their own money in regards to paying themselves first. Um, And it can be through any one of these vehicles, through either life insurance, um, through um, retirement accounts, or through personal savings accounts, which are meant to, um, meant for those emergencies, like if your battery goes out in your car or something, you should have a personal savings account um, to make sure that you don't have to dig into your, your monthly spending. Um, yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. What what I love about you, Arbrea, is even just 
providing much at the end here. Um, what you're really getting to is knowing the finances like the back of your hand, as you said earlier. Um, I think for me, it's a takeaway here. When we think about paying ourselves first is, number one, ask around. Like, our British story is so inspiring and helpful, but also validates my own. When you think about, number one, identifying what's important to you, and then spending your money on that before any discretionary income. I think that's my biggest mm-hmm. takeaway from the team here. Yeah, I agree, Leslie. Um, we can do it yeah. also. Got this philosophy of a zero-based budget. That's yeah. where you're, you're putting your expenses together, but first you're putting your savings goals together. So maybe you're putting aside, to take this trip in three years, you need to put aside $250 every month to plan for this big trip. And then you also want your retirement fund to have this amount next year. You're incorporating all of those into your budget. So your budget essentially will equal zero every month. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're planning for all of these things you're saving for and paying yourself for those savings goals. Um, but I am trying to wrap this topic for right now. Um, I want to take a moment to celebrate an incredible real growth moment. Uh-oh. From another one of our listeners. Hello. Um, actually, Jay, who I went to college with, um, not somebody that I, that I knew super well, um, but they reached out to me this past week and said, hey, Liam, I just finished listening to every single episode. Ah, we and, love you, Jay. Oh he is currently a senior, a senior still in college, and he is like, I cannot wait to get my first paycheck now because I know exactly what to do with it. Oh, my and God, And really about a month or two ago, he listened. He, he, this kind of came to his head where he wasn't really sure what to do with this paycheck. He started not going to a bar and spending two bucks, having to spend more than that, and like realized how much, um, you know, how much of my paycheck I can responsibly allocate. He's now excited for those first few paychecks. He's ready to get going. Wow. So, Jay, thanks for reaching out. Um, and that, I mean, that, that's an incredible story, and I hope it is inspiring that's a lot of those folks that are either preparing for a full-time role, just starting a full-time role, or have even been in a full-time role for a little while. They, all three of us right now, are ecstatic for you. We love bringing up stories like this because it's not just Jay, it's not just Liam, it's not just me, and it's not just our Freya. We're getting our wealth journeys and really seeking happiness in real time. So, listeners, thank you for joining us, and please continue to send in your questions, your challenges, and your growth moments. Yes, Leslie, glad you mentioned that. Go to our link in the Thieves Podcast description. Share your experiences with us. We'd love to help you achieve your goals. Celebrate what you do. And in the meantime, you can subscribe to Seeds to stay up to date with the community as we collectively pursue happiness. Lastly, our Brea, thanks for joining and weighing in the topic of paying yourself first and what does that mean to you. Uh, we'd love chatting with you. Our Brea, our Brea, where can we stay in touch with you, keep in the loop? Yeah, it's been such a pleasure talking with y'all. Um, I can be reached on Instagram at is that underscore Arbrea, that's spelled A-R-B-R-E-Y-A, um, or on LinkedIn as Arbrea, A-R-B-R-E, apostrophe Y-A, I put the apostrophe there, um, Lewis, <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, and awesome. I'm to, to chat with anyone. It was such a pleasure, y'all. Thank you. Yeah, for Thank you so much. Thank you so much. We are signing off. Signing off. Talk to you next week. Thank you.